Hey, what's going on, guys? It's James D. Anderson, your host, shift facilitator of the Be Great With Your Money podcast. Hey, guys, I'm coming back to you with another episode. We took a bit of a break, um, and now we're back because I had to take in some feedback on what we're actually doing. And, of course, I always want to revamp, reinvent to make sure I'm giving you guys the best possible content you can possibly use uh, with regards to your money. You know, I want to make sure you guys are getting the message and getting everything going. So let's jump into the episode, and we're going to get rolling right now. All right, so listen, I got to talk about this, guys. I know it is a big deal right now that's going on out in the media. There's a lot of things circling around uh, with regards to politics, the, the, the debates, all these crazy things going on, and people have a tendency to think, you know, if a different president gets in or if a Republican gets in or Democrat gets in, I'm going to actually have a better time with my money. I'm going to be better off financially and my life is going to be a lot easier. Well, I hate to kind of bring it to you guys here, but um, in most cases that does not happen uh, because we have to take this mindset and, and I know it's going to you know, make a few people mad, but really what you have to understand is that it doesn't matter who's in the White House, you know, they're not going to fix your house, okay? Their their job is to run America and fix and run the White House. They're not to run your own personal household. And, you know, I'm a real big, I'm a real big believer in, you know, you take, you controlling your own destiny, you making sure that you have everything that you need with regards to your actions and that you're basically doing everything and anything possible to make yourself successful. Okay. And there was a, there was a big time where, where people were really, really happy. You know, I ain't got nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with Obama to me. Really. I, I mean, if anybody knows me personally, when it comes down to politics, I'm like so detached, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's just, it's, it's politics. <laughs> and I don't, um, I don't really, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm Republican. I'm gonna say I'm Democrat. Um, you know, I would say I'm neither of that because I just, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. It's just politics. But when it comes down to money and personal finance, there's a big notion, you know, of different, you know, whether or not you're a person that sits on the left, the left side, you're a left winger. And, you know, if a right winger decides that he gets in office or whatever the case might be, he or she, let me, I got to make sure I'm correct now, he or she gets in office. We tend to think that our economy inside of our personal economies are going to flip around and go upside down and be crazy and vice versa. You know, if you have a person that's a right winger and a left winger gets in office, oh my God, it's this doomsday and people are just all screwed up. Well, I'm here to tell you, you know, get mad at me, do whatever. I'm here to tell you that doesn't matter. It does not matter because you have to understand that their job is to run America's economy and their system. And it's not necessarily to run your own personal finance system. So we have to first get that type of mindset to understand that we are in charge of our own destiny. And we are the, the I guess you could say, the, 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 full, the people that's fully vested in our interests are the people that live within our four walls in our household. But it was really interesting because I started combing and I started looking around and I started seeing things, you know, just asking around, looking around for information of how does a Democrat view their finances and how does a actual uh, Republican view their finances? 
So I'm not going to talk much about the taxes, but you already know that there's a big, big thing out there in the media talking about DT, your boy Trump, actually not paying any taxes. Um, I'm going to say that for a different episode, but bottom line is, is that we ha- that when you are a business owner, you know, you, you guys have heard me say this before, but if you are a business owner, you get tax, prefer- tax preferential treatment. It's just, it's just what it is. I don't have enough time to kind of go through and show you guys and tell you guys all the tips and tricks, but I've been, I've been taking um, tax deductions, you know, as a business owner for a long time now. I've been utilizing it. And for example, you know, just the other day I went out and bought my iPhone 7 Plus. Obviously, since I'm a business owner, I'm going to use that for communications. I get to take either depreciation or write off the entire amount in the first year. So that'd be, you know, whatever it is, a thousand dollar phone you can write off on your taxes if you know what you're actually doing. So if you want to learn more about that and you want to get some more information, you know, I have a great email, um, great, great, some great information like email over to you. You can go to JDA-Solutions.com, JDA-Solutions.com, and then you just click on learn more. You input your information and stuff like that, and I'll just start sending you information about all these things that I find out about that. But let's jump back to the subject. So Donald Trump, everybody's upset. They're like, he didn't pay any taxes. You know, you may, he had this, this tremendous amount of income, these millions and millions and millions of dollars, and he paid absolutely no taxes. So I just kind of want to get some ideas on the views of what people were actually thinking about um, versus the Republicans versus the uh, Democrats versus everybody who has a stake in the game. And it, it's funny because I... I <laughs> I look at it and, it and it's comical to me because I'm, I'm in a personal finance, but for the people out there that's not really adverse in personal finance to listen to this podcast, um, some of the stuff might sound like a shock to you, but some of the other things might actually sound um, kind of familiar to you. So first of all, you know, I looked at, you know, how does a, a right winger view money versus a left winger view money? And, you know, we're talking about Republicans versus Democrats in this case. I know just speaking of his because, hey, that's the biggest, you know, that's, that's what people seem to be divided on. So the first thing that they say about Republicans are, number one, they're more likely to use credit cards over Democrats, okay? I, that was actually shocking to me. I was like, wow, I thought it would have been the other way around. But actually, Republicans are more likely to use credit cards than Democrats. Second thing, Republicans are less likely to believe college is a good investment at today's prices. So they so they are less likely to believe that college is a good thing given the price today. Right ringers also the um, the Republicans are more likely to invest in stocks, and they're less likely to expect any money from from Social Security for retirement. So they don't believe Social Security is actually going to be there when we get to it. Okay, I kind of I kind of expected that um those that last one about social security cuz you know they're always kind of talking about it, but that's cool. On the Democrats, however, they said that they're more likely to feel secure in their jobs. So I don't know if uh Democrats I'm kind of jaded on that one. I don't know if Democrats really um have better jobs or if they're just, you know, more educated so they have more solid jobs. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm just kind of speculating on that. Uh, but the second thing they said is they're more likely to have at least one big financial regret. So they're more likely to go bust on one thing. Uh, they're more likely to believe that savings and CDs are likely to be in good investment over the long term. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, I get it. But um, I, I'm laughing at that all at the same time because savings, yeah, that's one thing that's kind of 
that's kind of obscure. It's kind of opaque. It's not really defined. But CDs, uh, CDs are paying like half a percent, maybe one percent at the most. That's I wouldn't say that's a good investment, but that's what they believe. And the last thing they said, they're more likely to have no emergency savings at all. So I don't know if that's more of the free spirit coming in. I don't know if that's more of the individuals not, you know, I don't know. It's it's all it's all it's all kind of jumbled up. But when we talk about um, the debates and we talk about the presidential candidate and not paying any taxes, it's kind of split kind of evenly into how on both sides where people are actually actually upset that he didn't pay any taxes. And I get it why people are upset. You should actually be upset. However, after you get upset, you need to stop and ask yourself, okay, what is this guy doing that's differently to let him make millions of dollars of pay, pay no taxes while I make $40,000, $50,000 and the government want 10, 12, 14 grand for me? See, that's the question you really need to ask and what you guys uh, have um, going on in your life and your personal finance. See, I believe in my economy. I believe in my own economy. I believe in everybody should focus on their own economy because they fix their own economy. In turn, we will actually fix the American economy in, in there. But, you know, I went on to try to find some things, um, just some sayings, just some videos, just just whatever I had uh, as far as Republicans weighing in on the economy and how they feel their personal financial situation will actually be. And I actually pulled this from Bankrate. And, um, you know, one of the guys here, he's a Republican. He's a small business owner. Um, and he, you know, he's voted Republican in the past. And he, he stated that his personal financial situation has improved. Um, he, he owns a few of the the uh, Great Clips franchises, and he, you know, so he, those are the the, um, the barbershops, you know, the, the franchise barbershops, and he says that his um, personal finances are definitely going to be stronger under a Republican, and that's his quote. You know, I definitely, I'm definitely feeling stronger about my personal finances. You know, he believes that, you know, he's also a person that that expect that social security is going to run dry while he retires and he in turns wants to build his businesses. And those are going to be his, um, his actual, you know, retirement plan, which I agree with, with what he said, with the fact that, you know, you're going out there, you're building the business, you're bringing in your own income. You're not going to depend on anybody else for your retirement. If it's there, it's good. If it's not, you're set. Hey dude, we are hundred percent in agreement on that. I definitely believe in that. Um, but you know, they, they say, uh, you know, it's funny because they say, you know, one of his traits is that he keeps an emergency fund on hand and he uses a credit card. And that's what he relate through the other uh, Republicans. Another guy uh, here, he's a uh, personal finance author um, that lives in Georgia. He says he usually votes Republican. He feels really good about his household finances. He says so many people put, a, put this huge emphasis on elections. They place such an importance on who the president is. But for most, it really doesn't matter who the president is. If I do right with my money and handle my finances correctly, then I'll be okay. Now, it's funny that a personal finance author will actually say that because that's pretty much the same thing that I say. Hey, we all fix our own economies, then we're, we'll be set. We're, we wouldn't have any issues. And from there, you can pretty much position yourself financially to win. And that's a great, great, great point because this lets me know that this gentleman, regardless Republican or Democrat, this gentleman actually understands what personal finance is. See, remember, we're talking about personal finance. The key word in there is personal, personal. That means it's dealing with yourself, it's dealing with your household, it's personal finance. And, you know, 
I'm not surprised because he's written, he's written a couple books uh, about personal finance. He's written some blogs and stuff like that. So he completely understands. Now he does say in this that, um, you know, he says he's seen their income fall, you know, under uh, Democrat leadership. Um, his wife had to switch to a part-time job and, you know, he, and some of his day job, he had to take a lower day job. Um, but you know, he said overall, their net worth is still a little bit higher, um, than what it was a year ago. So he's not saying that, Hey, under democratic leadership or Obama, you know, he is saying that some things happened, but Hey, because he understands money, his net worth still went up. So I guess, I mean, I think that's just kind of a plug. He's kind of throwing that there, maybe because he's a Republican. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because he usually votes Republican. I don't know. You know, maybe that's just a little tidbit that he voted in there. But the key thing is, you know, that he said, which is I love, it really doesn't matter who the president is. If I do right with what my, with, I do right, I do what's right with my money and handle my finances correctly, then I'll be okay. I got to get it right, you know? So basically he said, hey guys, be great with your money. You'll be all right. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about a few of the um, the Democrats here. Uh, Democratic voter uh, <laughs> who uh, works as a mortgage risk an analyst and assists women in money management. Wow, that's okay. Okay, I like this because she's in the money here. It said uh, basically, she said that you know she's concerned about or or what a Republican president would mean for her finances. You know, coming off a divorce. Three years ago, working to establish her financial independence, she's managed to buy her house and car while still saving for retirement, which is a big priority for her. She did that within the last few years that Obama's been in. Um, she says, even though she, even though she's done well, personally managing her finances and her money and being able to save, she's still worried about the performance of the financial markets. She also says, whoever makes it in the office will have a lot of tough decisions to make about how to deal with the economy and show inconsistent. That has shown inconsistent progress, she says. I just believe that conservatives have different priorities than I do. So she's stating overall that she thinks the Republicans, you know, have a different different agenda than what she's actually doing. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess, it, 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 hey, that's this is just people's views. That's the great thing about this country. You got people's views. She's at one place, one place where she breaks down, where she breaks with some of the, of the Democrats is that she keeps a liquid savings account. So she's a person that's a Democrat that she says, hey, no, I keep a liquid savings account, an emergency fund. And just a side note, let me do a little sidebar here, guys. Um, an emergency fund is something that you have set aside. It's not in your checking account. Um, it can be in your savings account, but you want to make sure that you don't have really access to it so you cannot spend the money. And typically what I usually advise a person um, if you are brand new and you have zero dollars, you need to shoot for a thousand dollars. If you're working and you have some things going on, you need to be at least three thousand dollars there on as far as your emergency fund. And then I say, if you are a person that's bringing in some, some income, um, you know, if you you know bringing in a decent amount of income, forty fifty thousand dollars or more into your household, you have responsibilities like children and things of that nature. You need to have at least five thousand dollars in emergency fund. Okay, so one thousand if you like a college student, um, three thousand if you like early twenties or a young person, you're just kind of getting out on the world. Really, once you get to your thirties and up, and you got responsibilities, houses, and things of that nature, I think you shouldn't have any less than five thousand dollars. This is what I usually advise to people. Um, and you want to get to that as soon as possible. You don't know when anything was going to happen for, you know, for example, my wife's car, you know, just happened to be, uh, take care of the car, you know, 
You guys, anybody know me personally, know I love working on cars. I'm a renter. I'm a mechanic. I love all those things. But, hey, you know, the transmission decided to give us some issues. Hey, you know, a couple thousand dollars later. And the thing is, you know, am I going to swipe and put down the credit card? Am I going to take a 401k loan? Am I going to set myself up for failure? No, I'm just going to go to get some cash and write a check. That's where we that's where we have to go with those things. So I agree with her on that. Um, she keeps a liquid savings account. Uh, she also uses credit cards and invests in stocks. <laughs> so she's doing she's doing the same thing that they said the Republicans do. She says stocks are learn to play, but over time you get a better return on investment than anything else out there. So they're worth it. Um, but you have to have some patience. So it's funny. You know, if we go back to what Democrats uh, were, you know, and I'm not picking on Democrats. I just like to use that point that she, she you know, she said, hey, you know, um, she believes investing in stocks. She keeps a emergency fund. She uses, she says she uses credit cards and, you know, she's, she does the things that are not normally done with, pe- with what Democrats actually do, normally do. And that's, that's a great, great thing. And, um, because she's to me that says, hey, I'm focused on fixing my household. So I think where everybody's at, no matter if you're on a left wing, left uh, wing or right wing, it really doesn't matter. Um, and that's that's the big thing. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you sit on as far as social policies are concerned. When it comes down to finance, it's, it's, it's money. Find the principles of finance are always going to be there, regardless of if you believe in, you know, <laughs> this social issue, that social issue is always going to be there. And I will say this, and, the, and I will say this, and some people get upset, but it's the truth. But those who have more can sway, you know, the, the, the social movements, more social movements, they can move the needle, the social, the social issues more. For example, you know, um, like sugar, sugar is a big commodity is a big thing here in the United States, you know, over in other countries, there's not a lot of sugar in most places. Um, like over in uh, China, over in Chongqing, China, um, they they don't have any salt or sugar like around. Like you you can't find table salt or sugar on a table in a restaurant because they just don't have it. It's not a commodity of theirs. But in America, you can't go anywhere without seeing sugar on, or salt on the table. You're going to any restaurant; it's going to be there. So here in America, although we know that sugar's bad, it leads to to a lot of different things: um, diabetics, uh, diabetes, <laughs> diabetes. Uh, you know, you know, it's bad for your teeth. It's all, you know, all these different types of things, you know, you, you know, sugar is, is a rough deal <clears throat> for us in general. Sugar is a rough deal, but they spend millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars a year to lobby to Congress with regards to let them pass legislative laws for them to produce sugar, for them to control sugar, for them to farm sugar, for them to reduce taxes on sugar farms and sugar plantations. And, the reason why they're able to do that is because they have the money basically to support campaigns and to support um, legislative. And, you know, there's some greasy uh, grease in the palms in the back doors and stuff like that. And Washington, I'll convince if you guys ever seen House of Cards, you know what I'm talking about. I do believe a lot of that stuff exists. But the only way that that can happen is because those individuals have economic resources and, and downright just money behind them to push them. They have the flow of cash flow to get those things particularly done. So with regards to the social issues, that comes into play. So it's a lot of things that's actually going on. But here's my here's the bottom line, guys. And this is going to be the segment um, that I'm going to be introducing into this uh, 
this actual uh, podcast here. I want to make sure I cap it off and end it and give you guys some uh, some straightforward uh, bottom line final thoughts uh, here from James. So bottom line with J.D. Anderson. All right, so the first thing you got to do is get around the noise. Do not let the... You know, the media, don't let anything sway, don't let Twitter, don't let Facebook, don't let all the stuff going on get you off focus for your money. Yes, yes, there are things and issues going on with social issues, but you have to really focus and buckle down on your money. Because you have to understand, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, it's not going to fix your economy, it's not going to fix your household. Listen, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, whoever win, or the other guy that can't even remember his name, uh, Johnson, I think it is, um, they're not going to come say, hey, you can't pay your mortgage this month, and here is $1,000 to pay it or to help you out. It's not going to happen. It's not. It's never happened. It never will happen because that's not their responsibility. Their responsibility is to run America and America's economy, Okay. And it doesn't matter if they, I mean, yes, let, let me just say this. It, in some way, shape, or form, it really does matter if it's up or down as far as the American economy and what you do. But you can do things within your own household that, that can kind of make you, um, I guess you can say, depression and growth proof, if that makes sense. You can do things to set yourself up. So when the economy is banging and the economy is great, you could be going all in. You could be investing at that particular point. And then when the economy starts to contract, you can start cashing in. You can start pulling that money back. And then you can start looking at, okay, how can I start expanding within this type of marketplace that's actually struggling? See, a lot of people, when the 2008 housing market crashed, a lot of people became very wealthy because property was like dirt cheap. It was pennies it was half a pennies on a dollar and people went out into the marketplace why because they had cash and cash flow from when the economy was banging and then boom it dropped down and now they go out and now they buy you know a 10 unit 20 unit 30 unit apartment complex for a hundred thousand dollars all types of crazy stuff that was going on but people only people the only people that were able to do that is people that took care of the economy during the times of when the America's economy was actually spurring and spinning real fast. So understand that you have the, the, the opportunity to do so the same way. Listen, the economy is going to go up. It's going to go down. I mean, we, you know, because of Brexit earlier, you know, technically the financial market was, was kind of screwed up earlier this year, but what did, what did you do? Did you participate in that or did you just lose? You know, when the stock prices started dropping, I started putting more money in because I wanted more at a cheaper price. That's what I personally did. But here's the thing. And, and this is where we have to go with it. It does not. You have to get this in your head. It does not matter who's who's the president. OK, with regards to this and your own money to be great with your money. It does not matter who's in the um the White House, okay, because a lot of these laws that's dealing with the finance, that's dealing with taxes, that's dealing with finance and those things that are around, those laws have been on the book for 50 plus years and they're not going anywhere. They're not going to change anytime soon. And many people on the, the Congress, many people that are in politics enjoy those laws because they know it helps them win financially. For example, give you an example. You know, writing off the mortgage interest on your house if you have a mortgage, okay? Um, a lot of people like that deduction because you get to write off thousands of dollars every single year. So what the government is going to do if they want to persuade you to do something, they're going to give you either tax break or some type of benefit for it. 
And that's how it's going to result in it. For example, if you buy an electric car, guess what? That's going green. You're going to get a tax deduction. See, a lot of these laws have already been in place. It's just whether or not that you actually participated in them or you had some um, you had some say so within your own personal economy that gave you the benefit. So what I want to leave you guys here with uh, before we close out this episode is just really rise above the noise. Know that don't let the mud sling in. Don't let this 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 issue, that issue uh, with regards to money and the economy really bother you. You can fix your own economy. I'm a person that believes that you can get it done on yourself. Um, you be self-sufficient. You can be smart with what you have going on. And really, at the end of the day, um, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, listen to this. There's no shade at anybody. But at the end of the day, you know, 46%, 47% of people have less than uh, $400 and can't, you know, in their emergency fund, they have less than 400 bucks that they can't handle an emergency. And 73% of people have less than $1,000 and live check to check. So you can't sit up here and tell me that within those percentages of, you know, 50% to 75%, basically just to round it off, that people are struggling with money and you have 96% of people failing and getting retirement done, that does not include Republicans and Democrats and bipartisan or whatever they, whatever they, I don't even know what the names are anymore. It's so many, you know, somebody's always identifying with something. But when I look at those numbers of what happened within personal finance in America, you can't sit up here and tell me that that number does not include Republicans and Democrats. It just includes people that were not focused on their own economy. So guys, this has been another episode here of Be Great With Your Money. My name is James D. Anderson at I am Janie Anderson. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, wherever you at, you know, definitely connect with me. You know, you can always ask me questions and, and that you have going on. And of course, guys, if you got a question that's going to be featured on this podcast, that you have something that want to be answered, you can simply just send me an email at james at jda-solutions.com. That's James, my first name, at jdasolutions.com, jda-solutions.com. And uh, you can send me over an email. You know, I'll fire it back at you. And if it's a great question, man, I might even feature it on this podcast because there are probably other people that want to know as well. So, hey, of course, I always love you guys for taking the time to listen and, you know, to participate in, you know, listen to this podcast and participate in being great with your money. So I love all you guys for doing that. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Hey guys, James Anderson here. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road because you ran out of gas or your car just overheated? How about locking yourself outside of your vehicle? I'm telling you guys, that's me. I always lock myself out. But here's the thing. When you have an auto emergency, you tend to not make the best financial decisions and could quickly put yourself in a money snafu. In order to prevent that chaos, we have to make sure our vehicles are covered with a high quality roadside assistance program. That's number one, affordable and number two, accessible. That's why I love Road Ashore. Whether it's towing, needing some gas, or perhaps you just want to get a tire change, Rotashore is always available 24-7, 365. You just call a simple toll-free number, and then for less than a few cups of coffee, you can be totally covered. And check this, you even get a 30-day free trial with the program. So you can roll on over to jda-solutions.com forward slash auto, A-U-T-O, jda-solutions.com forward slash auto to review the benefits and get going today. Listen, don't let being stuck on the side of the road cause you not to be great with your money. 
Again, that's jda-solutions.com forward slash A-U-T-O. This episode of the Be Great With Your Money podcast was brought to you by JDA Solutions, where strategy is how you win financially. Visit jda-solutions.com and click learn more for more information.